welcome to our podcast. We, we the Tennis Geeks. We're weird. We know. First up in our podcast, we will be sharing some quirky tennis rules. Did you know that if a player's phone rings during a game, they automatically forfeit the point they're playing, if they're they're playing playing one? Also, believe it or not, but players can hit balls around the net post so long as it goes in. Lastly, though this seems strange, you can hit a ball twice unintentionally in a single motion, and if the ball goes in, the shot is valid. Wow. Weird. Well, then again, we are tennis geeks. Next, we will be looking at the 2020 U.S. Open Finals. Woo! Those matches were doozies. That sounds so wrong. Yeah, I know. Anyways, the scores for the women's finals was 1-6, 6-3, 6-3, with Osaka grabbing at the win against Victoria Azarenka. Azarenka has made a big comeback this year, but unfortunately, she lost in the end. You'll hear more about her later in this podcast. Now, the men's. The final score for the men's U.S. Open final was 2-6, 4-6, 6-4, 6-3, 7-6, 8-6 in tiebreak. It was Severev against Thiem. Whoever won this match would get their first Grand Slam win. Team was down two sets when he gathered himself and won the third. After that, he proceeded to win the next set. The fifth set ended in tiebreak at 6-all, Team pulling ahead despite having a hurt leg and ending the tiebreak. And the US Open at 8-6. podcast so of course we'd have some tennis tips here we'll be talking about some mental tips a few days ago i was having serious trouble with my mental game i'd won 10 points out of 31 i was frustrated and disappointed i was gloomy and yelled at myself a lot i think we've all had days like that days where we felt like everything was going wrong i was really ashamed of my attitude yeah like i was playing a tournament last week and my serve was not working right Meanwhile, my opponent's serve was strong and had pace. I had no motivation to move my feet, so of course I had no strong desire to win. This really worsened my game, I think. And this frustration and anger is probably familiar to a lot of you guys, even if you don't play tennis. Here are some tips to calm yourself down, take away your nerves, your anger, or your sadness. First tip, every point is like a match. Focus on the now, not the past, not the future. Two. Count down from a number of your choosing. Don't focus on the anger. Focus on your breathing and your game instead. Three, don't play it safe. It makes your shots go out, which makes your mental game crack more. And lastly, not trying is just going to make your game worsen and worsen. So instead, don't give up because, like I said, every point is a match. So just focus on winning each point.
we're going to be talking about the top four richest tennis players. As of 2020, the richest tennis player is Roger Federer, which makes sense because, in my opinion, he is also one of the most iconic. Roger has a net worth of $450 million. The second richest player is Novak Djokovic, with a net worth of $220 million. The third is Rafael Nadal, my favorite player. Mine too. He has a net worth of $200 million. Number four is Serena Williams, with a hefty net worth of $180 million. talking about two of the most famous female tennis players who you may or may not have known were parents. First up we have the unforgettable Serena Williams. Serena currently has a three-year-old daughter named Alexis Olympia Ohanian, but did you know that 20 weeks pregnant she managed to win the Australian Open finals, one of the most iconic tennis tournaments? Now even after having her baby, Serena is still at it winning match after match. Next Vika Azarenka. I told you we'd go back to her. She made a crazy comeback in the 2020 U.S. Open. The opponents she took out in this year's U.S. Open were Barbara Haas, Ariana Sabalenka, Iga Swiatek, Carolina Muchova, Elise Mertens, and Serena Williams. She and her ex-boyfriend, Billy McKeague, have one son, Leah. Leah was born December 19, 2016. interviewing the former USTA wheelchair tennis director, Aki Wolfson. So let's begin. Firstly, Aki, how did you get involved with wheelchair tennis in the first place? I had gotten involved with wheelchair tennis uh, from my former boss, Jana Hunsaker, who has been teaching wheelchair tennis when I started teaching tennis in general, and she took me on to take over uh, the program, and that's how I got involved. Cool. Next, what do you think sets wheelchair tennis players apart from players without physical disabilities mindset-wise? I don't think uh, there's much difference between the uh, mentality of a wheelchair player versus a player without disability. Uh, I think it's a little bit more difficult because not only do they have to maneuver the chair while hitting a tennis ball, but I think it's basically the same thing when it comes to footwork for the non-disability players. So mindset-wise, I think it's just as uh, hard working involved and, and basically learning how to maneuver a chair while hitting a tennis ball. Lastly, how do or did the people you coached as a wheelchair tennis director inspire you? Did you learn anything from them? And if so, what did you learn? I've been coaching with a number five junior player in the world and watching her grow from learning how to hit a tennis ball into a world-class player has been quite inspiring. The amount of work that she puts in uh, is quite amazing and um, I recommend this to all players, wheelchair or not, to continue playing tennis. Wow! We hope that this podcast has helped brighten your understanding of tennis 
and the more quirky and fun parts of the sport. Thanks for listening. See you next time on We the Tennis Geeks.